Welcome to Conversations in Equine Science. My name is Kate Acton and I'm joined by Nancy McLean and this is the podcast where we take equine research and try and make it accessible to horse owners and enthusiasts alike. Remember that with each topic we discuss it's important to get professional advice before implementing any of the strategies. This week we're going to look into stretching exercises for horses. And uh, we did have a listener request this. I believe her name was Michaela Kate. Is yes. Okay. That's right. And uh, I found a paper from 2010, so a little bit um, link- lengthy and um, not the most updated, but it's very, very good on static and dynamic stretching. I don't think a whole lot of the research has changed from this because it's pretty clear cut along with human exercise science. So the name of the paper is Stretching Exercises for Horses, Are They Effective? The author is Ava Frick, DVM, and um, the article just mainly um, aimed to present research in both animals and humans that support the use of stretching exercises in horses as a means of increasing range of motion, body flexibility, posture, and preventing injury by strengthening the supportive tissue. And um, the dynamic stretching involves moving parts of the body, and you gradually increase your reach, speed of movement, or both. And that's whether human or horse. And then static just is a hold. So if you've ever um, done a quad stretch where you put your foot in your hand and just stretch that quad, that would be a static stretch. Now, if you were to swing the leg back and forth and increase that range of motion of uh, your hip joint or your hip flexor, then that would be more a dynamic stretch. The important thing I think this uh, paper pointed out is that you need to warm up before doing any stretches. So a lot of um, equestrians will do a lunge, a nice, easy, nothing frantic because that muscle fascia can be damaged by too much activity too quickly. It can also be damaged by not enough activity, and then you go into stretching. So you really have to be aware of muscle, fascia, tendon, and ligaments, and how they become damaged. So I really love this paper. I wish it was open access, but it isn't. And Kate and I always will say, you can approach the author to see if they will give you access to the paper because this even has a case study and what exercises or stretches they used um, to help rehabilitate a horse. So um, even though it's an older paper, I really think the information is pertinent uh, today. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, I think this has some great definitions in it and useful useful pictures useful guys with the case studies 
And I think it's something that I'm actually quite interested to hear from listeners. If stretching is part of your everyday routine, like, are you doing that post-exercise with your horse? Um, obviously, we've got some dynamic movements in our warm-ups and things like that. But if you actually have a set stretching routine, and even so, I mean, it'd be great. You can comment on the actual episode, can't you now, Nancy? You can leave a comment. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. and so a- whether you've got that included in your routine and if you want to go on to give us some more information as to, you know, what stretches you've decided to do, that would be really interesting. And we could share it with others because like we'll go through it as we go through this paper. But I think it is it's an area that's so easy to forget to do, even in people or not so much forget. But when you're stuck for time. You want to exercise your horse to make sure that they've burnt sufficient energy, you know, that they've gotten a chance to get out, particularly if they're stables. And it can be the kinds of thing that we put on the long finger if we're more time crunched. Yeah. And I think um, the purpose of this uh, manuscript was to review the literature and um, just assess whether stretching can actually improve range of motion and prevent injury, and then what evidence exists that stretching can also relieve pain, and then um, when are stretching exercise appropriate, and that would be after a warm-up or after um, post-workout, and the post-workout is usually always recommended to be static stretching. Now, pre-workout, more dynamic stretching. And then um, it's great that they provide a protocol for an exercise program. I just love that because it kind of can give you a guide as to what works the best according to Dr. Frick's research. So um, I was able to see a um, orthopedist go through the stretching exercises he gives to professional sports teams. And they always start out doing a little warm up. So the warm up, say, if it's a um, shoulder stretch, well, they end up first doing these shoulder circles forwards and then backwards for probably 30 seconds, uh, 15 seconds each direction, and then swinging their arm uh, to the right arm to the left and right and just loosen everything up. And that would be their dynamic stretches. And they keep improving and getting that range of motion to go a little further. And then they go through their practice. And then at the end of practice or at the end of games, they go through their static stretching. And static stretching is really recommended uh, for horses as a cooling down after a workout. On the racetrack, it would be after a race. And um, it would be probably like a carrot stretch or a baited stretches that make them stretch their head up or down through their front legs or side to side. Now, if you want to turn that into a dynamic stretch, you could just have the horse swing their head to the side and then back and then give the reward when the head is back in the front. So this is so comparable 
to human sports medicine that um, I was really impressed that Dr. Frick used a lot of uh, human uh, research when she decided to uh, pull and put this all together. And then she also pulled from um, research on horses and then blended it. So uh, very well done. And I think for me, Kate, the number one, um, I guess job number one would be in horses to improve flexibility. Because for me, if I keep my hips, my knees, my shoulders, flexible, um, I'm going to be preventing injuries when I do a workout or go riding. And um, I think it's the same for our horses. And um, the interesting thing they brought out is a tool called a, now I don't know if I'm saying this correctly or not, but goniometer. And it measures the range of motion. It's kind of like um, protractor. And so um, they have them on Amazon for $9.99. I might have to invest in one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I think it, you're so right. I mean, the benefits of stretching are so important. And I think, like Nancy mentioned, flexibility. So in this paper, they explain that flexibility in really simple terms is just a lack of tightness. The ability the degree of flexibility you have is going to be different depending on what the joint is. Like some joints really aren't that flexible. Um, a good example of that would probably be your elbow joints. Like you're not going to get an amazing flexibility in your elbow compared to you could increase hip flexibility to the point where you can do the splits. So there's similarities in horses as well. And it will be limited by different things. And obviously age um, skin elasticity came up as well, which was an interesting one. But the ability to do these stretches and the benefit, like why why even do them is, I suppose, one of the first points. And horses can do stretches themselves, and they do when they're out grazing. Um, the paper even points out they can do some static stretching, but it's to prevent injury. Like that is our main goal when we're stretching horses, because if you can stretch them, it's been shown from clinical studies that the risk of injury becomes reduced if we're doing stretching sessions. But there are some important caveats to getting it right, because there's two folds where we can end up causing injury when we're stre stretching horses. So muscle strain, that can occur if the muscle is elongated beyond its limit or it's activated during a stretch so we can overstretch them and that's where they point out in this paper and I thought it was a really nice note that the best person to stretch a horse is the owner or the trainer or the person who's working with the horse the most because they know the horse the best and they will tend to keep them within their limits they're more likely um I should say obviously a accredited physiotherapist or veterinary professional, like they would also be able to keep the horse within their limits. But that's why it is so important that we have accredited, knowledgeable people. And the paper does point out that, you know, veterinary professionals often overlook stretching um, because it's, it's an area that I think a lot of the time we talk a lot about rest when it comes to recuperating, but we may not focus so much in on this. Now, that again this is a 2010 paper so it may be something that 
veterinary professionals are promoting a lot more of in the equine industry. Um, but Nancy, you mentioned warming up too. And I've always thought of warming up as like before exercise. Mm-hmm. This paper pointed out some interesting um, alternatives to warming up, but they said that to prevent muscle strain injuries, you have to warm the muscle. So that's prior to exercise and prior to stretching. So you want to have that muscle warm before you stretch it. And that so that's reducing that risk of injury in the horse. But the ways we can warm up those tissues are really interesting. So they mentioned application of a warm compress. So that might be a way to warm up a muscle in a horse where you can't, you know, they might have an injury, they can't be lunged or they can't be exercised. Um, deep massage, some light walking, or any kinds of activity that's going to stimulate the circulation and increase that muscle temperature. And then the other point I wanted to make, because I said it's twofold with preventing injury, that's really focusing on the injury of the horse. The paper I was really glad to see pointed out the risk of injury to the person. So if you're stretching horses' legs, you know, be careful to support your back and to look after yourself. Like, Some horses, particularly cobs, like they put a lot of weight on you when you pick up their legs and they're big, you know, stocky horses. So please do protect yourself when you're doing this too. And even when it comes to that foreleg stretch, so holding the horse's leg um, just behind the knee, a little bit lower than behind the knee and stretching that leg front ways. Just mind your positioning of your body when you're doing this. Try and keep your back nice and straight if you're bending over to lift the leg, a nice little bend in your knees. And if you are feeling tension or strain yourself, then to obviously stop and make sure you're protecting yourself as well. Yeah. And um, that is some good points there, Kate. Um, The other thing is for me that I did not know this is that stretching over a longer period of time, Uh, primarily will affect the stretch tolerance and regular stretching for, um, you know, every day, say 30 seconds to a minute a day, it actually increases the size of the muscle fibers. Now, it does not increase the number of fibers. You are pre-birth. You have your fibers in place. So all we can do humans or horse is make those fibers as healthy as possible. And that is increasing their size. When you increase their size, you're increasing the elasticity of them to prevent injury. And I, that was a point that I guess I'd never really thought about that before. And that puts stretching on a whole new plane of importance when you look at it that way. Um, You're always thinking when you're doing bicep curls, you're increasing your muscle. You're not increasing your muscle fiber, you're increasing the size of those fibers. So that was really interesting to me. And then also, within this paper, they talk about muscle strain. So you get to a point where you're at fatigue. And if anybody lifts weights, you realize you're supposed to stop right before you hit that fatigue point. And um, 
the not stopping there. So not um, cutting back on the intensity of what you're doing with your horse can actually create an eccentric contraction. And that contraction leads to injury. It generates high muscle forces during lengthening and it exceeds the forces produced by the connective tissue elements. So um, you reach the breaking point. And a lot of times on that racetrack, we talk about a horse being wound too tight. And that's exactly what's going on there. We have exceeded the contraction um, amount we've gone overboard it's become eccentric and that's when you start to see a horse lose conditioning they get skinnier they're they're uh, go beyond that greyhound look and don't look as healthy and as fit and that's when a trainer needs to realize that and back off the workload sometimes give them a rest i've had trainers say they've hit that point and they give the horse four days off and then start training again, interim, and they win. So um, there's a balancing act between overwork, underwork, overstretching, and understretching, and they all can lead to muscle injury. And they, I think they said with the stretching, it's the, I think the way they worded it was it resets the muscle. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, you end up with that contraction. And if you stretch, you end up getting that muscle back to where it should be. It's so quickly lost. I mean, I th I'm nearly sure it was this time last year, Nancy, we recorded an episode and we mentioned stretching. I don't know, were we talking about rider fitness? Um, yeah. I'll have to look back on what it was. But we talked about stretching ourselves. And I remember saying, like, I had noticed the benefits because I had done a month of stretching to touch my toes and I was at a point where I could put my hands on the ground and um, you'll all be delighted to hear I can no longer do that <laughs> <laughs> I stopped but it was literally like I was like oh I can do that now and stopped and I'd been doing a bit of running without focusing on stretching afterwards and man did my hamstrings tighten up and I got to a point where I was then my stretches would reach mid shin like mid calf I couldn't touch my toes. So it is amazing, you know, how you end up losing that flexibility by not stretching and you well, end up with these real tight muscles. And I, I really like the explanation of the active flexibility. And that is that quad stretch example where you are lengthening your quad muscle when you pull your leg up towards your bum, your foot, you're lengthening your quad, but you're shortening your hamstrings. And the quad would be the agonist, the hamstring would be the antagonist. So always know if you have shoulder pain, there's a shortening somewhere. If your shoulders curve towards your front, you've shortened that chest muscle and elongated that back shoulder muscle. So muscles always for optimum should be in balance and then there'll be no posture problems. And the one thing about horses, conformation. So say a horse has close to perfect conformation, 
does not mean the horse has good posture. And posture is produced by musculature and having those muscles in balance. And it's so uh, apropos for humans. And you see someone with back pain, well, they're probably shortening their abdominals and lengthening their back or they've got the abdominals lengthening and they're arching their back, shortening those back muscles, then you get lower back pain. So there's so much to it, but it's so simple in a way because just look at what muscles you're shortening, what muscles you're lengthening, and know there's always a balance, whether horse or human. Yeah, it's so fascinating. And they say in the paper the optimum time from the studies they've looked at both human and animal is about um was it 15 minutes within the 15 minute period after exercise because you've got the muscles nice and warm and they also point out that where you're holding those static stretches so if you're just using a baited stretch getting them to bend their neck back to their ribs with a carrot or with a treat the optimum time for that is 10 to 30 seconds max. And yeah. um, they looked at ones held up to 60 seconds, but really the best is 10 to 30 and read your horse. You know, some horses can only hold that for five seconds and that's fine. Because with a static stretch, you know, we can build on that over a stretching plan. Like you need to make a course of well not of course but like a training schedule with your stretching as well um, and what I really liked about this paper is they said no matter who is delivering the stretching success does require a few key points from the administrator so firstly you need to be comfortable around the horse you need to find an exercise program that is recommended by a veterinarian or by a professional um, physiotherapist who has used the stretches on horses understands rehabilitation and is comfortable in helping to guide you if the need arises. Understand the goal or the purpose and how to effectively deliver the exercises. So like Nancy said, where is that imbalance? What muscle needs to be worked? Um, and that's going to be your goal. Take the time to do it correctly. So no shortcuts. And I mentioned that before. It's easy to kind of cut out and not do our full stretching routine or to do like I did and just not stretch for a while at all. Um, always start conservatively. So you wanna start very minimal and gradually increase the length of the stretch, the angle or the height of the stretch and the number of repetitions. So as the body responds to it, we're gonna increase those. And that's why it's good to create an exercise program with a professional. Pay attention to the behavior or the response of the horse with each stretch. Keep notes on the changes you see. And even better, if you video the stretches, you will see that difference. So they pointed out in this paper that stretching improvements can be seen from as little as one week from starting. Um, but typically about four weeks is when you'll notice a significant improvement. So if you can video that from the get-go. And for those of you that aren't doing much stretching with your horses, that would be super interesting if you can video like from day one and get a week's worth or two weeks worth and then look back compare just your first video and your last and see that difference so on that note the next step is to periodically reevaluate movement and balance from a distance again video is brilliant for doing that and a good stretch 
will be comfortable and effective if you're following the above steps. A bad stretch will be met with resistance from the horse or failure to make any positive gains in flexibility, range of motion or performance. So equally, if you are starting very meager with this and and gently introducing your horse to it, you do need to increase. So that's why it's important to create an actual plan where you build on it, increase the repetitions, how many times you're making them look that way or bend this way, um, increase the range of motion. So are we asking them to stretch a little deeper into it this time? And with dynamic stretching, we can kind of build on that within the exercise itself. But with our static, it's going to be each time we come back to do our stretching, we might ask for that little bit more. So actually looking at the performance of the horse, if you're being very mild with your stretching and you're not progressing, so you're not asking for more each time, then that's going to be considered a bad stretch. You know, if you're two weeks in and you're still asking them just to do the same range of motion, not to try and increase that flexibility, then that would be a bad stretching routine. Yep. And you'll see that the horse will just not want to cooperate. If it's um, sometimes if you do the carrot stretch between the front legs and you go too far that the horse is uncomfortable, they'll balk at doing that. So mm -hmm. kind of let the horse um, tell you where they need to stop and then you can progress from that. Um, Kate, do you want me to read the case history and what the Dr. Frick recommended, and then um, we can just kind of explain what the exercises would be for this horse. Yeah, perfect. Go for it. And then, then we can end on this. Um, I hate it that this paper is not open access, so we'll read this, and then you guys can kind of get an idea of how to set up a stretching program. So the case history involved a seven-year-old three-day eventing warm blood with a two-month history of changes in willingness to take a right lead and flex to the left. There was a loss of tone in the gluteal muscles, tenderness over the lumbar region, slight kyphosis, base narrow stance, shifts weight off the right rear. So the pecs or the PEX was no soft tissue trauma, joint flexion tests were normal, chiropractic adjustments to correct, restricted dorsoventral motion in right pelvis, low lumbar spinous processed left rotation, mid lumbar dorsoventral dorso restriction, upper lumbar left rotation, mid cervical vertebral body to left and atlas rotated dorsally on the right. So an example of the stretching program for the lumbar spine, pelvis and pelvic limbs of this horse would include the following exercises taken from Fitness in Motion, which is a book I would highly recommend. Um, they wanted to first highlight the uh, gluteal region, the butt, the belly, the back, and then the basic rear leg series. And that was just taking 
the rear leg, uh, leg or the hind limb and stretching it forward underneath the horse. And then the pelvic rock um, is another one where you kind of take a hold behind the hock and in front of the stifle and just kind of rock that area very, very gently. And you can see if there's any restrictions and uh, don't over pull on that or force it. And then tail traction is standing behind the horse, uh, right down the spine and uh, first lifting the tail without pulling and then a slight gentle pull and that helps all the muscle, muscles that are along the vertebral column. And uh, anyway, um, that would be a way to assess, make your plan, and then carry it out. And keep good notes. Increase the stretches every day by just a few seconds. Yeah, I think... Um... The pictures really do it justice, but I'm sure I'm certain you can YouTube those different um, exercises, like particularly the pelvic rock one, because it took me a minute just reading it. It took me a minute to try and kind of get a visual of that. The picture was very useful. Um, and also looking at the stance, like how the person supports the leg when they're doing that, because you are doing that kind of dynamic stretch in the pelvic rock. And I think, was that each one for this? Let's just have a little look. Um, so the frequency they pointed out was to perform each activity for three to five minutes, and then they did that once a day, um, three to seven times a week. So it just depends on what, I suppose, what how serious it is or what suits the horse and what suits your training schedule or what has been prescribed if they have an injury. Um, but other than that, I think you've hit all the points on that one, Nancy. Yeah, they had like the uh, forward pull hind limb protraction exercise. So I'm sure you could Google that. And that would be that hind limb stretch. And then there was the quadriceps extension hind limb retraction exercise and then the other one was the rear leg crossover adductor move uh, adductors which is moving the leg medially as the leg crosses over the midline of the body so I had to look that one up because that would be crossing that hind limb in front of the other hind limb so under the belly you would be going under the belly. I had a horse one time have an injury and it ended up being muscular. And when uh, you would pick her foot um, with the hoof pick, she wanted to take that limb and swing it behind the other hind limb. So oh. the veterinarian figured she had hurt somewhere in the pelvic area or sacrum. So what we ended up doing was doing stretches that move that limb lateral versus she always wanted to move it um, towards, you know, the middle. So she was more medial in that, 
and it just went on its own. It was very um, disconcerting. I never thought this horse would race again. And over time, um, she never did that anymore. As we yeah. stretched that muscle in the opposite direction of what it wanted to contract medially, we ex- it, you know, extended it or lengthened it laterally. And that ended up, you know, she had six months of turnout, which probably helped too, because sometimes nature heals them, you know, slower, but I think more correctly than what we can. And uh, we did those exercises uh, with her when she came in at night and she eventually overcame that and started uh, back training on the track and ended up um probably racing for two more years beyond that injury occurred sometimes hind limb lameness doesn't end well but in that instance uh, that's how the veterinarian determined that it was probably muscular probably happened getting cast in the stall something like that that we did not see but anyway um, that kind of led me down the road of of thinking about stretching and um, balancing muscles. And it certainly has helped me with my fitness. Um, if you have pain in an area, think about where, what are you lengthening or shortening? And that just simplifies it so much and kind of helps you assess it. And you can always approach a physical therapist as well. And that's amazing that she went from you thinking her career was finished to another two years yeah, in and- running, like just from getting that rehabilitation down and stretching. Yeah. And it was so odd because you would pick out that hoof, put it down and it would slide behind the other hind limb. I was even wondering if it was neurological, but she showed yeah. no neurological deficits it was strictly she injured a tendon ligament or muscle and the vet really did believe it was muscle oriented um, to walking completely fine and when you pick the foot and put it down it stayed it did not do that um, swing medial so very very odd but uh, they're so complicated creatures I mean I've fully convinced you can be a horse manager, a trainer, a rider, and not ever see the whole spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're always learning. Always learning, always seeing something new. And um, I think that's what I love about it, because then you can mull it over and think what's going on. You know, what is happening here? All this knowledge, and they always end up challenging you. Yeah. And I think this was just such a brilliant request um, when it comes to research, because it's something that has reignited my need to get back into stretching properly. And I thought on that point, I would just list out. So there's a summary of benefits of stretching, and this is for your horse and for you. And I thought I would just kind of maybe finish up with this unless you've anything else to add, Nancy. Nope, that's about it for me. I just want to remind everyone, reach out to the author because this paper is worth reading. Oh, and do you have her um, website? It is. I do have it. It's a small case, D-R, 
F-R-I-C-K at lifeextendmethod.com. Perfect. And we can put a link to that on the show notes as well for anyone who wants to get in touch with the author. Um, So the summary then for the benefits of stretching is to reduce the risk of injury, reduce muscular tension, maintain normal functional length of all muscles, ease any joint stress, increase that joint range of motion, correct muscle imbalances, improve your movement patterns, improve overall functional ability and freedom of movement, enhance posture, develop better body awareness, decrease any delayed onset muscle soreness, and we commonly refer to that as DOMS, so you might have seen that when it comes to human exercise, promote circulation, allow one to feel and perform better and help improve balance and stability as well, which is so important for us as riders on the horse's back and for the horses carrying us too. So overall, I think this was just a really great talk that Nancy and I are actually going to delve a little bit further into over the next couple episodes. So this paper in particular was really brilliant. And then we're going to look at some modalities and some ways stretching has been used in other industries as well. Yeah, and don't forget, keep your horse hydrated and yourself hydrated because that makes difference in flexibility and in their stretching. Um, Just the benefits of it are so much more if the horse stays hydrated. Brilliant. And then I think that's everything I had for this week. Yep, for me too, Kate, and thanks so much. And uh, we'll put links to the author so you can get the paper if you're interested. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Nancy. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.